I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is, uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody. And she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get, uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So, you get on the waiting list, and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's AmazingFreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group. AmazingFreedom.com forward slash momentum, and you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about in that, uh, what I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there and uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number four e-commerce, solutions4ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. That's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why, and here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is, and it's or destroy, and it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen help me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically the listing goes live, and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough. Solutions for ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Use my code you save $50 a month every single month, and it's a great service. Plus, you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her because I see it. And I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And, you know, I highly recommend her.
Next up is Seller Labs and Scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up and it's similar to this product, and that's, that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff. And that's what the, the most powerful thing in the world is, to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you want to you wanna take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's, it's fair uh, to see. And so, therefore, you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what Scope does for me. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50 on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it and say, oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. Can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day, I bought another domain. Yes, I bought another domain. It's almost like uh, I'm admitting guilt. But it's because I had an idea and it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy. By the way, I recommend that too. By that, you know, it's not that much money, but when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter and it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that, but that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking and it'll say, nope, nope, try this version or try this extension. And then boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away. And they're right, you know, and so try GoDaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to somebody the other day? And they were like, oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So save 30%. It's trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there, but you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business. And it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts. Pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, Grasshopper is a great tool. It's an app you put on your existing phone, and boom, you now have a customer service department. You now have a sales department. You now have a manufacturing division. You could forward it to somebody else. You can have it go to different voicemails, different departments, and it's all included. So try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 301, Andy Slamets. Yes, I have Andy back, and this time it's kind of interesting. We're actually live in the warehouse, and we're just chatting as two friends do in the warehouse, talking about you know opportunities and futures. And it's so funny because I think him and I both are exactly on the same page, that there is nothing but opportunity. Everywhere I look, there's just so much opportunity, and the challenge is how do you say no to it? How do you know which is the right one for you? And I think those are some of the challenges we all face. We talk about life in the warehouse and what it's done for us and what it's done um, collectively, what, what, what it could do for you. You know, this world is evolving and changing very quickly. And um, 
the network that you build, the friends that you build, those relationships are what really allows you to advance your business. And in my case, it's absolutely 100% because of Andy. So um, let's get into the podcast and, and really enjoy listening to his thought process about the future of e-commerce. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. And welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. We're excited about today's guest. It's an O one, so therefore it's time for Andy Slamets. Welcome back, Andy. Thanks, Stephen. I'm excited to be here again. I'm excited to have you. You know. One of the things that we've seen in this business, this world, we've been together probably four years we've been friends now, and it's evolved, right? I mean, back those days, you and I were trying some RA together, and back then it was taboo to kind of show each other, you know, what are you going to buy? I remember somebody commenting, like, what happens if there were three? Who got the other one? And it was like, I don't care. You can have it. And you, you were the same way. And so that's when I knew kind of that we were both cut from the same mold in that way. We weren't looking for the quick the quick hits. It was really a long game. Do you think it's still a long game? Absolutely. I still think that we're just getting started. Uh, I think that the rocket ship is just taking off. Uh, Still, it's less than 10% of all products are purchased online, and that's here in the USA. And think about the global market, which is the largest marketplace. USA pales in comparison to all these other countries that are not even online yet or or are just getting in the game. You know, exactly what you're saying. I'm thinking this is the opportunity to learn. We have such an opportunity to learn here in the U.S., make all the mistakes, figure it out, then go global worldwide with what you know. I mean, we don't, we don't credit ourselves for how much we know, how much we've learned. If you've been selling, you've been six months in this world. So, Steve, did you? I don't know if you got it or not, but Amazon just sent out an email recruiting sellers to sell on Amazon China. Yeah, I got it. Now think about that. You know, the the Chinese marketplace, over 1 billion people. Uh, I I remember um, it was probably only 20 or 25 years ago, someone would hold up a quarter and they would say that represents China. They were 25% of the world's population. Now it's a little less than that now. But Chinese, um, their wages have increased. They are growing a middle class and their appetite for purchases is going to be strong. And it's going to be a lot stronger than what it is in the U.S. So think about that over the next 10 to 15 years, how much opportunity you and I have to enter the Chinese marketplace with USA manufactured products. Okay, yeah, I was going to qualify that because one of the things I've heard from some people is like, wait a second, all my stuff is made in China. So I'm going to get it made in China, bring it over to the US, and then send it back to China, and that's going to make financial sense. Why isn't that manufacturer just going to sell it themselves in China? Yeah, they, they want a USA-based products. I mean, you and I know that. We know sellers who absolutely crush it in Europe with products that they ship from the USA that are made in the USA. And so there are certain niches that you can absolutely dominate and those goods are desired worldwide. And China is gonna be no different. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, right? As, as they, as a matter of fact, you're gonna see it accelerate. I, mean, I think back to the Japanese with jeans, right? Remember they all wanted American jeans and they would sell at such a premium because they wanted anything that, that kinda stood out as American. Because there's a there's a uh, a positive stigma 
to having American clothes and, and, and having American style and American sunglasses and things. So, so you're suggesting that the right model now, if you're going to expand, is to find a source in the U.S. or assemble it in the U.S., right? That qualifies too. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you're going to have to, you know, really dig and find those unique niches that um, worldwide uh, customers are looking for and specifically Chinese customers. And so we know that, you know, there are a number of um, Chinese immigrants in the USA. Right. And, and so, you know, when they bring their families over here to visit, you know, they discover goods, they discover products. We know that a lot of those um, Chinese immigrants in the USA ship USA products to their families. And so, you know, you need to do your research, dig in, find out, you know, what those folks um, that are living here now from China are really interested in, what they're shipping back to their families, and then, uh, and then scale it. Yeah, I think it makes sense. As uh, brands grow more global, um, that opportunity exists. It exists for a small seller like yourself to be a brand. And that never existed before, did it? Yeah, that to me is the most exciting part. So uh, I'm working right now on, on a new brand, and I fully believe that we can grow this brand to $10 million a year revenue within three to four years. Uh, and we can actually probably grow beyond that. But, uh, but I mean, where else you know, could you do that without a platform uh, like Amazon? Well, and I was thinking about this too. You built... You can build that now because you've been building successful businesses or brands, you know, let's call them light brands, right? They're not full brands that anybody would recognize a Black & Decker or a Yeti um, or anything like that. But it is these minuscule brands that you're building. Each one builds off on the next. The next one's easier to get to, right? Isn't it like, you know, you hit that first milestone. Uh, you break that five-minute mile, then you can get into the four-minute and 30-second mile, whatever it is, right? That's what you're seeing. So when you sit there and say, I can build this other brand into $10 million, it's like, yeah, I've already got that $3.5 million one. What's $10 million? I've already know how to accelerate that. Yeah, that's the exciting part about staying in the game long-term. You know, I just saw an infographic the other day, and it was a gentleman that was building a stairway, and each step represented a failure. And so a lot of people see failure as basically an elevator, you know, to unsuccessful business. Uh, but this, this infographic had the gentleman building the stairway and each stairway said failure. And so, you know, when you're in the game for a long time and you, you believe in, in what we do, like you and I both do, we just see the upside of e-commerce. Then, you know, as I've been building brands, I've, I've experienced success. I've also experienced some failures. But it just, it, you grow and you learn from those failures and you get better to then be able to see the big opportunity, which, you know, you and I have discussed this one that, that, that we're, I'm specifically talking about, and, uh, and it's absolutely doable with execution. How do you know when to walk away? Because you've, you, uh, I think of you and Leron, and I, I, I know, you know, all you guys' stuff, and I've seen a whole bunch of things that you guys have walked away from. How do you know when to fold them, as Kenny Rogers would say? How do you know? I mean, because it's an emotional thing. You put your life in it. You built this baby. You created it. You, you got it there. And then to walk away. That seems like a tough one for me. Well, you know, like they always say, you, you never fall in love with the product, fall in love with the process. And, and so, you know, part of the game, part of being a business, you, need, you have to take swings. And, and sometimes you're going to hit singles. Sometimes you're going to hit doubles. Sometimes you may strike out. 
and so you know as the market evolves and as the particular niche that you're selling in starts to change or maybe becomes more competitive you just have to make good business decisions which obviously is always based on numbers and data and if the numbers don't add up then it's time to move on and so what you just said was really powerful though you built this along you didn't it's not an all or nothing you learned a process you've learned all these different steps now you can just wash rinse and repeat on the next item is it is it with I don't know how many millions and hundreds of millions of products are in Amazon is it aren't they saturated I hear that a lot too what, what's your thought on that yeah so that's that's really a, a common concern that a lot of sellers um, you know will we'll come up with but uh, we both know my partner Liron and he often says that question is really an excuse Uh, And so, you know, from the beginning of time, there have been markets, you know, marketplaces. Maybe they weren't using, um, you know, fiat or currency to purchase goods, but they were bartering. Uh, And so there's always going to be markets. There's always going to be opportunities. It really just falls upon us to be swifter, to be smarter. And like you said, to have those systems and processes that are going to limit the errors. How, how strong are, are operating procedures, standard operating procedures? Yeah, I mean, that you have to have that. Every business, right, that is successful, uh, as they grow, they establish those SOPs. Um, now, the thing is, it, a lot of, again, I, I'll hear a lot of people will make, I, I call them excuses because they want a step one through step 10 to success when it comes to building your brand on Amazon. And, um, and there's a little bit of art and a little bit of science, yeah. which our good friend Kelly Ann shared with us yeah, uh, at our uh, private label retreat. Uh, and so there's really not a foolproof blueprint, you know, that you can say, look, do step one through step 10 and you're going to be successful. Why is that? Are there out, uh, these extenuating circumstances, uh, seasonality? I mean, what else? I mean, are those the kind of things that can impact it? Well, it's kind of like, you know, just like she said, it's a, it's a little bit of an art. And so... You know, there are some people that are gifted at sourcing. And so, and, and they have kind of a pulse on the market, a pulse on the niche. And uh, they go with a gut feeling in addition to the data that Amazon is going to provide us or that markets provide us. And so, you, you have to have both. And the sellers that I see that are successful, they absolutely have both. They have that gut intuition, the art, if you want to call it, and, uh, and then they also have the scientific data approach. Yeah, data is king. It, and it's, there's no excuse anymore. It's available for anybody, right? You can pay $100 a month and get an unbelievable piece of software that goes through millions of lines of code and pulls out data that's actionable, really actionable data. That didn't exist even three years ago, almost four years ago, right? Yeah, uh, you know, one of the reasons why you and I love Amazon, uh, the platform as much as we do, is they are probably the most transparent platform as far as providing data that helps us as sellers. Now, the purpose they provide it is for the customers. Uh, Like, you know, we talk about a lot the BSR, Amazon's bestseller rank. Uh, It was actually created by Bezos when he first started Amazon, and it was to help consumers recognize which books were the top sellers. Uh, Because when Amazon started, they were a book-selling business. So he came up with that BSR, which no other platform to this day has a BSR. You know, isn't that interesting? Yeah, you would think they would copy that immediately, because it's like one of their secret sauces that they shove right out in your face. It must not be 
easy to get. Either that or other companies are just not as transparent and as vulnerable as Amazon is. Well, they're afraid they're picking winners and then they're afraid they're going to offend somebody. Right. Which again, why, why you and I love Bezos. We think, you know, that he, he's a genius. Obviously, he's, think he's right now the wealthiest man in the world, number Sick. one or number yeah. two. He but, calls uh, every so often. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just the fact that he has um, opened up his platform the way he has. I just saw a st statistic the other day that Amazon, half, 50% of the goods now purchased on Amazon are owned by third-party sellers like you and I. I mean, again, we talk about this. Does Walmart, do they, are they that vulnerable? Are they that open? Do they allow their API like that? They're no. just starting to, but Amazon, you know, from almost from the beginning, has allowed small sellers like you and I to share in the uh, amazing uh, platform that they built. Yeah, it's definitely a different approach because Walmart still wants to control everything. Now, Amazon's got a million rules. We all know it. Um, I, one of the uh, ex-Amazon employees uh, I've interviewed described it. Basically, they'd launch something and then they'd, very, they'd go back and fill in the details later. But to get it to launch, get it to 80% or whatever and launch, Walmart wants to control every little thing and part of that control um, comes at a cost, and that's one of the reasons they're losing sellers. So I see so many people start out of Walmart and then keep hitting these walls, and they haven't been able to push through it um, because they're just not ready to, live, to, to give up that control. Yeah, I, I hope Walmart figures it out, and, and I hope it becomes less painful because I would love to be able to sell on Walmart right now. And I have products, I think, that would do really well on Walmart. But right now, it is just too painful of an experience for me to dedicate time to um, throw my products on their platform. And it's not like you've ma maxed out on Amazon. And, and you know, quite frankly, right, that 80-20 rule, you got to put on your chips where the, where the, the bets are. How about this? Um, I saw recently uh, Amazon surpassed 100 million Prime members. 100 million. I did a little research. That's more than the Democratic Party registered voters in the United States. 100 million. Think that audience is going to continue to grow? Are they plateauing? Do you think they've, they've hit the saturation point? Uh, I, I think it's going to continue to grow. And, and really, it comes down to their fulfillment capabilities. When you talk to uh, other folks you know, in your neighborhood um, who are prime members, they'll tell you that their purchases on Amazon are not decreasing. No. They're growing. <laughs> and so you talk to anybody, you know, who's a prime member and, and the, it'll become a joke because of how many boxes show up on their doorstep. And again, it's because if I have to buy a screwdriver, why am I going to waste two hours of my day having to drive to Home Depot, fight traffic when I can get that same screwdriver in two days and many times in one day and, and it doesn't cost me any extra money now if i'm pressed on time and i need it one day usually i only have to pay four dollars and 99 cents more and then it's going to show up on my doorstep and i trust that it's going to show up on time that's where they've absolutely crushed it i just had this conversation with chris green and he was describing he had to go to best buy to buy something he's like steve I haven't been to one in years, but I had to go buy it because I kind of needed it. And I, and I thought, and I suggested this to him. It's part of his lifestyle because Chris is an entrepreneur, so he has the ability to drop things and go do a project. But if you're like a lot of people that work Monday through Friday, your projects are on the weekend, so you're planning them. So 
the beauty of this is I can buy on Amazon on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and that stuff is there for Saturday when I'm ready to do my project. That is huge, right? That is huge. It, right, it, like you described, how much of your life do you get back because of that? And so understanding that, that's what Amazon delivers. They don't deliver a screwdriver. They live, deliver time back to you. And if you understand that, you're gonna excel in this business. Absolutely. And you know, going back to your question, is the market too saturated? This is related to what we're talking about. So on the one hand, you can ask people who you know understand Amazon and shop from Amazon, and and they'll agree and nod their head, and you know they'll say the same kind of lines that they're addicted, you know, to buying on Amazon. But then if you also turn the conversation to what you and I do, selling on Amazon, they will look at you perplexed, and they have no idea really what you're talking about so if, you know if you're a seller ask your neighbor two doors down they, they have no idea so that to me again shows that we are still in the infancy of starting and selling on amazon because the majority of people like you and i uh, know they have no idea no clue what we do no no clue and when when those conversations start when i'm in those social circles first off most of the time their eyes roll back in the back of their head they're like oh god here he goes he's talking about his business again but it's the truth they have no clue. They're like, wait, you're selling that? Yes, that. Very sexy. Not really. But it, it's just like people are blown away like, wait, you can buy in China or India or Pakistan, in my case, and bring it to the United States and you're not some big import-exporter, right? That was the old term, right? Remember those guys that were in the import-export business? Right. And you can bring it in and send it in and you could sell it. And I could have bought for, I had somebody the other day, I was showing him something that I sell and he's like, I bought them. I'm like, dude, you bought them from me. I, I'm the only one selling them. I know you bought them from me. And it was just so cool, like a connection. All of a sudden we're like, whoa, our little world's interwove again at that place. How cool is that? So what do you think's next? I mean, you're thinking about another brand. You're thinking about expanding a brand. You now have a warehouse. Your wife's in the business. Um, what's next for you? Yeah, so it's, it's exciting times. You know, we, we are getting in uh, on the ground level of an industry that I think is just taking off. Uh, the warehouse that, that we're sitting in right now, super excited about. Uh, you know, you had a great picture the other day on Facebook of you eating lunch outside with your son, you know, in the sunshine. And I believe your post was about how you've um, traditionally I've, I've never have. Yeah. I've never been able to eat outside my whole life. You know, I'm 53. Well, I'll be 53. And I've sat behind a desk over a keyboard my whole career. It blew my mind to be. And it paused. I paused because I'm looking out. I'm like, wow, this is what the sun looks like. This is really cool. You know, especially with my son. It was a better. Yeah. And so, you know, that to me is just so exciting. Uh, Amazon just came out for the first time with a detailed uh, article about their platform and about third-party sellers on their platform and the fact that now there are over 20,000 sellers like you and I who are selling over a million dollars a year on Amazon. So, I mean, those numbers are kind of mind-boggling. So think about that again, 20,000 sellers like you and I that are selling over a million dollars a year on Amazon. Why that's exciting for me is, as we sit here in this warehouse right now, I see the opportunity. There are going to continue to be sellers just like you and I who have 
many warehouses, when I say many, you know, 12,000 to 30,000 square feet warehouses that are going to become the new Walmarts. So just as Walmart put out all the mom and pop stores, we're in Carlisle, Pennsylvania right now. If you go downtown, it's really depressed. And that's because Walmart really, um, you know, put a lot of those mom and pop stores out of business. So what's happening now? Well, I have a tendency to believe that sellers like you and I that own many warehouses are going to become the new Walmarts. We're going to become the ones supplying goods to the majority of customers, not only in the USA, but worldwide. And it's going to be shipping out of locations just like you and I are in. And we're not putting these small businesses out of business. We're now supplanting. I don't know if that's the right word. We're now replacing them as they disappear. They were disappearing anyway, like that Toys R Us example. So we, in a pre-call, we were talking, or pre-talk in a call, we're here together. Um, we were talking about Toys R Us. So that they're going out of business. And I thought to myself the other day, I'm like, I wonder... Um, you know, one of the big challenges that Toys R Us had is that was not a destination you wanted to go. Your kids didn't want to go hang out there. It wasn't a place to hang, right? I wonder if the neighborhood toy store in scale is going to come back. Is it, is it the opportunity to come back, but then add into it that e-commerce um, uh, model, right? So, so people can come and try the toys and this and that, and they can order different things. I wonder if that opportunity is coming back. Um, and if so... Are we involved in that because we're now replacing all those stores downtown that have gone away? I, I have a tendency to think that we are the new neighborhood store. Oh, okay. Uh, because not only are customers going to be able to get their products, you know, through Amazon within two days, but when you and I start Seller Fulfill Prime, we're going to be able to ship locally probably within two to three hours. So Amazon is going to continue to refine their fulfillment. And here's the great thing about this. So we're supporting our families, right, by what we do. We're going to employ local people, right, to run our warehouse, just like those local downtown stores did. And then on top of that, Amazon's going to employ drivers, just like Uber does. In fact, they'll probably be Uber drivers who are going to be pulling up to our warehouse in their personally owned car. And they're going to be delivering the products, the toys, that we sell out of our warehouse within one to two hours of folks that live, you know, within a 10 mile radius. That to me is the exciting opportunity. You know, the other thing I saw that Amazon is coming to companies that have warehouses and saying, hey, would you like to be a fulfillment? Um, I, I forget the term that they're using, but they're actually creating mini fulfillment centers around the country to fill in the gaps for their giant, because we, in Carlisle, if you don't know this, there are four Amazon warehouses in our town, millions of square feet, but they're monsters. They're building these, they're not building, sorry. They're going to you who've already built your warehouse and saying, hey, would you also want to be fulfilled, be a fulfiller, in addition to seller fulfilled model. That is exciting to me too. The other thing that throws me about that is that that's a company that's pivoting and nimble and willing to not take one, one approach. I think that's what's killed the Toys R Us model. It was a one approach, one and done, right? Try to buy anything online at Toys R Us, good luck, right? They were shipping out of the store. It was a terrible system. Amazon seems to adapt very well to the market conditions. Yeah. Look, they've already crushed it with their two-day delivery. 
and Prime now is available in many locations. You and I were in Las Vegas. Tell that story. That's a good story. We were in Las Vegas. We were hosting um, a little get-together at our hotel. If you've been in Las Vegas, you know those hotels are huge. And to be able to go purchase a case of bottled water, it is a, a trip. And so we actually did it, and it took us like an hour and a half, and we were sweating. It was hot out. So we used Prime now, and we were able to... Um, you know, order it, and we had two cases of bottled water that showed up in the lobby of the hotel within one hour. And it was a guy in his own personal vehicle, which blew my mind because I have never seen it before. And it was labeled, it was ready to go. I don't know where he picked it up um, from an Amazon warehouse or from a fulfillment center. Somehow, we, we still don't know how it worked. But he was there in an hour, you said it was? Absolutely. An hour. And, and Steve, I fully believe that you know, 85, 90% of goods are going that way. And so you're gonna be able to order and it'll show up in your doorstep. And we all know the joke about drones. I don't think it's a joke, it's a real thing. But you're gonna be able to order and it's gonna show up within an hour or two hours. Well, you know, the other thing to think about, remember when we used to sell uh, uh, cereal, you know, and you sell cereal and you sell it for, you know, a box of, uh, Frankenberry, right, or whatever. Remember, whenever everybody was selling that count chocolate or stuff, and they were selling it, and it was selling for twenty dollars a box. And I'm like, who the heck is going to pay twenty dollars a box? Well, if you live out in the middle of nowhere, and you don't have to now drive to the store, are those opportunities still out there? You, you get what I'm saying, where where there are people that just don't have access to East Coast stores, so they want those products, so they want them on the West Coast. Are those opportunities still out there? Is RA dead? No, though again, those opportunities have been you know in existence since the beginning of time. Right. You know, if you were in Rome and you wanted something that was made in Greece, and you had if you were wealthy enough, you were going to get it somehow. And uh, and so the same occurs today. So back to where Andy's going. I know he's excited. Um, how about from your family? Now your wife is working in the business. Your nephew's in the business. Um, where where do you encourage your kids for the future? I mean, do you do you think that this is a potential opportunity for them? So my daughter has been working at a cafe in downtown Hershey. I live in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and she's been working there for a year. She's like a bar barista, I think they call it. Yeah. Uh, and and it's a great little cafe right downtown, and she's done a really good job at it. But my wife was like, you know what, um, Corey? That's my daughter's name. Why don't you think about this summer um, giving, giving the, um, the cafe a two-week notice and come work with me as an internship. My wife runs um, a number of services that we offer to help e-commerce sellers. And she, you know, she said, you're going to learn how to uh, support yourself online. So you know, basically how to support yourself using a laptop. And location independent. Absolutely. And, uh, and so I, I high-fived my wife for that. Because at the end of the day, what she's doing at the cafe is important. And, you know, we need people that are waiters and waitresses. But what I want my daughter to gain is I want her to gain skills that she's going to be able to utilize wherever she goes. Yeah, transferable skills. Hmm. Okay, so, so let's do this. Let's uh, close out with advice. You, I saw you recently give a talk about pillars. And I think there were 10 pillars, right, to private label. And you have that available. Actually, I think it's an amazing freedom for free. I think you've done it there. 
can you narrow down to the top two or three for somebody so they're in this business or they want to get in this business? We've already described that it's not dead. There's still opportunity here. Where, where do they start? Because I think that's the hardest part, right? I think, isn't it just getting that motion going? Give me that beginning part of that talk that would get them started. Sure. So I, I think two things. The first thing is you have to network. Uh, and so yeah. when I when I first jumped network in, network is your net worth, right? Absolutely. When I first jumped in, it was a neighbor who lived behind me, who uh, understood what Amazon was about, understood the opportunity, and really coached me and taught me about the business. And so I leaned on her heavily uh, when I first started. And so you know, if you're just getting started, that's what you need to do. If you're already selling and you're successful, then you know this already. To become more successful, you start to hang out with sellers. If you're doing five million a year, you wanna hang out with sellers that are doing 10 million, 15 million, 20 million a year, because you're gonna learn their systems and their processes in order to increase your revenue to where they're at. And so again, that's networking. And networking isn't just sitting there sponging off everybody. It's giving back, right, in ways that you have. Because even if you're selling $5 million or if you're new to the business, you have something to contribute. And so you have to give back. It can't be just one-sided. Absolutely. I tell everybody that uh, my personality type is like a golden retriever. And so I thrive on encouragement. And uh, when somebody, on even just on Facebook, you know, sends a message to me uh, and just is an encouraging word... Look, I eat that up, and I, re I, I remember it. that person. Now, not everybody operates that way. Some people are more non-emotional in database, which is great because we need those personality types. But there are others, you know, who are like me, who are probably a little more emotional and, um, and feed off of words of encouragement. And so something as simple as that, right, is a way that you give back, and it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and so absolutely, it's a two-way street. Okay, so I want two more points that I want to talk about, um, and we close. We got work to do today. Everybody's working today. Um, about the warehouse, you know, one of the big visions about having us together is, A, we feed off of each other, right? So I can fill in where you are, or you can fill in where I'm not here. That's perfect. But we've offered, we're considering offering some opportunity. We've already offered it to two people, and we're considering some other opportunities. Why don't we talk about that? Sure. So we've been able to actually host a number of people that have come to our warehouse just to kind of see our operation. They basically message Steve or I on, on Facebook, and, uh, and that's been great. But unfortunately, um, it's interrupted our workflow a little <laughs> bit. And so, you know, we're considering hosting a group meetup uh, two or three times a year. Uh, and we want to do that for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, we've both been to similar meetups that have helped our business tremendously. Uh, and so we're excited about to, we're excited to be able to share our processes, our experience in selling on Amazon and eBay. Uh, and then the second thing is we both love helping people. And, and so Steve and I are both 100% uh, people persons. Uh, if you've ever seen us at events, uh, you know that uh, we love talking, we love listening to other sellers. And so it's exciting for us to be able to have a space now that we can invite people uh, into our house and, and to really be able to share. And we're thinking we'll probably do like a one day workshop type environment where we'll be able to um, lift the curtain back and share how we've been able to experience a really massive success, I think, on Amazon and eBay. Okay, and then 
the other thing that we should talk about is we have two clients in the warehouse right now. So we've actually allowed two people who we respect, um, one pretty large private label seller, to move their product into our warehouse, and we kind of kind of handle it for them. I mean, it's pre-label. We're not a prep center. Don't want to be in the prep center business, but we have space. And so we're considering letting other sellers in. Why don't you talk about that for a second? Yeah, so one of the uh, major changes Amazon is implementing over the last uh, five to seven months are their storage fees are going up. And so, you know, we're able to offer uh, basically storage services as well as sending in products by pallet or by UPS, drip feeding inventory in, which will reduce seller costs, storage costs by half. And so we can basically cut uh, sellers Amazon storage fees in half. I've been able to do that with my own products that I store here and drip feed in. And, uh, and we're excited to be able to work with a few sellers. We're not going to open it up to everyone, uh, but we're going to uh, work with a limited number of sellers to be able to help them cut their Amazon storage fees in half as well. And so if somebody's interested in that, again, it's private label only, it's prepped already, it's labeled already, um, reach out to Andy and um, talk with him to see if there would be a good fit. We're looking for some larger sellers specifically. Um, our location on the East Coast is really great for products. Um, a lot of our stuff just goes to Hazleton, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour from here. So we've been able to have stuff check in the same day. It's been a really good experience. Dude, I'm very excited about where we're going. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that I get to, to take the ride with you and the rest of the kind of our group. It's been very, very exciting. It's really changed my world. I'm assuming it's the same for you. Um, and it just feels like to it's, it's very exciting to be part of something in a positive way. I don't see the negativity because I see nothing but opportunity in front of us. Absolutely. I, you know, my tagline is the best time to start selling on Amazon was 15 years ago. Second best time is today. Hey, take care. What a great interview, a great opportunity again. Um, if somebody's interested in coming into our warehouse, we're very selective and it, you, know, you can understand why. You could respect it. Um, we, we take it very serious, all this stuff. Uh, we care deeply for people and we want to help people, but I don't want to hinder people. I don't want to be a burden in your life and I don't want you to be a burden in my life. You know, that's fair. I think that's reasonable. So if there is some level of interest, you're a private label seller and you have the right product, and you want to be on the East Coast, we might even look at Seller Fulfilled Prime for the right products if it makes sense. Um, reach out to Andy. Um, he'll handle that conversation. Okay? EcommerceMomentum.com. EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.